Young King 95, that's the vibe. Before I kick this week's episode off, i like to give out my social media platform that you can follow me on that I'll be the most active on. And I'll be the most active on Instagram at young two underscores king 95. Again, on Instagram at young two underscores king 95. Now, let's kick this week's episode off. And for this week's episode, I will be touching on a few topics. And the first thing I want to start off by touching on is, you know, Black History Month. Uh, It's February and, you know, the whole month of February is Black History Month. And I want to celebrate that by using my platform to voice my opinion on it and some things that I learned about Black history. And um, I want to speak on an individual who played in the NBA and he was the first ever African-American man to play in the NBA. And he goes by the name of Earl Lloyd. Um, Earl Lloyd, you know, he's from Alexander, um, Virginia, and he attended Western Virginia State and he was drafted in uh, 1950. And, you know, Earl Lloyd, he spent majority of his career with the Washington Capitals and he finished his career with the Detroit Pistons and he also coached the Detroit Pistons and I thought this was very unique for me because I did not know this and I'm a big fan of the NBA Uh, I love talking about the NBA Uh, I go to a lot of NBA games and I also um, play basketball growing up as a child you know into my early teens so this right here was big for me that I was able to you know, look this information up and go back and to give you guys some information about Mr. Earl Lloyd and what he did for uh, basketball by being, you know, the first African-American man to step foot on that court because it takes a lot of courage. Um, it takes a lot of um, confidence to do that um, because, you know, in Black History Month, uh, that's what it's all about. It's it's about black individuals who was able to go out there and be superheroes so that African-Americans and future generations of African-Americans can go out here and do what they love to do and excel in it. So thank you to Mr. Earl Lloyd for that. Um, the next topic I want to touch on is the uh, NBA trade deadline. It's, it's coming up. Uh, it's fast approaching, and it's going to be here before you know it. And it's been a lot of buzz going around about you know, players getting traded here and there. Uh, and you never know. You never know. Uh, sometimes it'd be big-time players, you know, that may get traded. And and this all be speculations and rumors. You know, sometimes this don't even be true because half of the time it's not on um, but most recently, there was a trade, you know, with the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, and uh, the Washington Wizards. Uh, the Washington Wizards traded away Rui Hachimura uh, to the Los Angeles Lakers to receive uh, Kendrick Nunn and some future draft picks, if I believe that, if that's not you know, inaccurate. But I think it was. Um, and, you know, with Rui Hachimura, he's able to go in there and he's going to help the Lakers out with 
you know, being a stretch big, uh, a guy that can, you know, play outside and shoot the threes, then you got you got a guy, you know, that can go out there and play in the post too and, you know, um, no take some stress off LeBron and Anthony Davis because that's basically what the Lakers, you know, are looking for. You know, guys who can come in and can contribute to that team, you know, and help LeBron James out. And uh speaking of LeBron James, you know, he's getting closer to that that milestone of reaching, you know, Kareem Abdul Jabbar for the most points scored in NBA history. So uh I do see that happening. It's gonna happen this year. And it's gonna be beautiful, uh just like it was when Stephen Curry broke the all time three point record last year at Madison Square Garden. And um I'm looking forward to that. But getting back on topic with these NBA trades, um, there's a particular team that I wanna uh touch on, you know, since I've been going to a lot of their games and uh that's the Charlotte Hornets and the Charlotte Hornets, you know, have been discussing, you know, uh, trades and stuff with um, Mason Plumley and Kelly Oubre Jr. and even Terry Rozier and uh, Gordon Hayward. Uh, I want to speak on Mason Plumley. I'm I'm going to break this down, you know, with each and every individual player. Um, Mason Plumley, uh, he's a vet um, in the NBA. He's been in the NBA for ten years now. He got drafted out of Duke University in 2013. And Mason Plumlee is a guy that can give you rebounding. Um, his offense can be there at times when it's needed. And, you know, he's just a great vet, you know, to bring in your locker room for the younger guys. But I believe that the Hornets are moving along from Mason Plumlee because, you know, they have a young developing big in Mark Williams that they drafted in the 2022 NBA draft, and, you know, they have Kai Jones, uh, P.J. Washington, um, younger bigs, you know, that can contribute to the team and help the team win games. And with that being said, you know, Mason Plumley is the older guy. Uh, he's in his 30s, and he has to uh, be looked at, you know, as a potential uh, trade partner because, you know, uh, I think the Hornets is going in a, a younger direction. You know, they want to keep that young talent, you know, surrounded by their superstar player in the upcoming future and LaMelo Ball, who's a star right now in the NBA, and he's going to continue on doing great things. Um, LaMelo, speaking of LaMelo, he just became the Hornets, you know, all-time triple-double leader. So that's a big plus, you know, showing signs of a guy that's a franchise guy, which he is. You know, he's been that almost since day one. And, you know, with that being said, you want to keep LaMelo happy. You know, you want to make sure that he's comfortable in Charlotte. Um, You want to keep that winning atmosphere around him, but at the same time, you want to build around him. So this is a trade that could happen. You know, it's all rumors, nothing official. Uh, you know, Kelly Oubre Jr., uh, my mom's favorite player on the Charlotte Hornets team. You know, she always, you know, yelling out Oubre when we go to the games. And uh, for Kelly Oubre Jr., he's a vet, too, in the NBA. Um, he was drafted back in 2015 out of Kansas University. And, you know, for Kelly Oubre, he's been on a couple teams, you know, throughout his NBA career. Uh, most recently, before the Hornets, it was the Golden State Warriors where he played with Stephen Curry. Um, and for Kelly Oubre, 
he's a great talent. Um, he's a young guy still. Um, I believe he's like 27. Yep, yep he's 27. Um, and he's just a guy that can give you some offense. Um, you know, sometimes he can be a little inconsistent, but for the most part, we're going to keep it positive. For the most part, you know, he's a guy that can help you out um, with scoring. Uh, he's a lefty. And he loves to shoot the ball, and when he's hot, he's on. You know, he can make a bunch of three-pointers, and, you know, he's uh, very athletic. Um, and I believe that Kelly Oubre can help a team, but me personally, you know, by this being a rumor, I don't see the Hornets moving on from Kelly Oubre. I see them you know, probably bringing him back, you know, since this is his last year in a deal with the Hornets, you know, since uh, two summers ago. He signed for two years, $24 million. So this year he's going to finish up the season with his $12 million that he's made um, just like he did last year. But I don't see them moving on from Kelly Oubre due to the fact that he's a young guy and he still can help that team win. Uh, Terry Rozier is the next. Um, Terry Rozier is pretty much well-known behind Melo. Um, Terry Rozier actually been in Charlotte a year extra before LaMelo got there. Um, and Terry Rozier used to play for the Boston Celtics. And um, with Terry Rozier, he's a guy that can help a team out, you know, like the Lakers, uh, who's looking for a younger guard, you know, to help LeBron James, you know, take that scoring load off LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And I like Terry Rozier's game. Um, he's very flashy. Uh, he's a scorer. Um, he can shoot the ball. He can handle the ball. And he's just electric. Um, but with that being said, I think that the Hornets, they need uh, a true um, shooting guard. Terry Rozier, he's kind of undersized, but his play makes up with it. You know, he, he's able to play bigger than his size. And with that being said, uh, he could be a guy that's on the move. And most likely, he probably will be on the move because, uh, you know, like I said, the Hornets, they, they, they want to go in a direction where they can bring in guys to help, you know, LaMelo exceed. And, you know, hopefully they can get in the playoffs once they do that, once they bring in that extra help for LaMelo. Uh, and a team that's looking at Terry Rozier is a, a team like the Lakers. Uh, I've been hearing the Lakers being thrown around. I've been hearing the Phoenix Suns, you know, Chris Paul. Uh, but with the Lakers, I've been hearing the Russell Westbrook. Um, and with Russell Westbrook coming to the Hornets, uh, I, I don't kind of like that move because Russell Westbrook, he's in his 30s. Um, he's not the same Russell Westbrook that he was when he played for the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, a few years back. Um and he's he's a guy that basically come off the bench now for the Lakers and be a six man, but with Charlotte he'll be a different type of player. I think he will start for Charlotte since you know they'll need him at that open shooting guard position. Um, since Lamelo Ball is he's primarily a, a point guard, but he can play the shooting guard as well. So I think he'll be a somewhat okay fit. I'm I'm not the best person to be like yeah I like that move, but but, you know, if it happens, it happens. Uh, Gordon Hayward is next, you know, for the trade talks in Buzz City. Um, Gordon Hayward is a guy, uh, when he played for the Utah Jazz, because he got drafted 
by the Utah Jazz in 2010 out of Butler University. And when Gordon Hayward was a member of the Utah Jazz, he was that guy. You know, he was a guy that was able to you know, develop over a period of time because he used to be a small, you know, small fractured kid. You no, know, he, he didn't have no muscle at all when he first came into the NBA. But over a period of time, he gained muscle and he gained weight. And, you know, now in his career with the Hornets, Gordon Hayward, he's on the older side of things, just like Mason Plumlee. And, you know, he's been somewhat of an injury problem, injury problem, as I should say, with the Hornets. And I believe that the Hornets is looking to move on from Gordon Hayward. Now, this is, you know, this is a trade that, I can officially see happening. I can officially see them, you know, moving on from Gordon Hayward and picking up a younger player, you know, a guy that can come in, you know, whether it's starting or coming off the bench that can contribute to help that team, you know, win. So I do see this one happening, you know, Gordon Hayward. But um, Kelly Oubre and Terry Rozier, I don't know. Uh, For Kelly Oubre, probably – I'm, I'm going to speak on him again, too. Kelly Oubre, you know, you could probably see something happen in the offseason, you know, after the season is completely finished, uh, since he will be a free agent. Um, and with Terry Rozier, you know, I can see something happening with him, too, in the offseason. Uh, the Hornets have a lot of um, players that they will have to evaluate in the offseason, you know, Another player that I want to speak on from the Hornets that they may have to evaluate on is uh, Jalen McDaniels, you know, who's having a, a pretty career year. You know, he's averaging 12 points a game or 11 points, as I should say, a game for the Hornets, and he's you know, playing the best basketball of his NBA career. And he just turned 25 years old, so the Hornets, you know, they have their options with him. They also have their options with uh, P.J. Washington. Um, P.J. Washington has been looking pretty decent. And, you know, he's a guy that, you know, uh, a lot of NBA teams will call Charlotte for, you know. Uh, and, you know, P.J., I think his biggest thing is, you know, just continue on, you know, growing with that team and continue on being consistent. Uh, and LaMelo Ball, he likes P.J. Washington. You know, you could tell by – the chemistry that they have, he he's a guy that he wants to continue on playing with in Charlotte. Um, and I can kind of see it with Jalen McDaniels, too. Uh, Jalen McDaniels, um, him and P.J. Washington actually was drafted in 2019, you know, the same year. So I would like to see the Hornets, you know, contain those two because they're both young. You know, those guys are both players that you can keep around for the long haul, you know, and to – make LaMelo happy, you know, you must have some players that he can, you know, um, continue on building relationships with, you know, on the court and can continue on getting that chemistry better. So I like to see that happen. Uh, switching things over uh, to football now. And, you know, for football, you know, the season, you know, it's, it's, it's basically coming to an end. You know, you got the Super Bowl, uh, you know, you got the – the Chiefs and you got the Eagles and while while I'm speaking on the Chiefs and Eagles, uh, I would like to hear you guys you know, Super Bowl pick. You know, let me know on Instagram, DM, or mention me. Uh, let me know who you're going with in the Super Bowl. But for my team, 
know, the Washington Commanders. Our season is done. Um, we stopped playing football weeks ago. <laughs> but uh, our biggest move that we made in the offseason you know, was getting rid of Scott Turner, our offensive coordinator. And I was so happy that we got rid of Scott Turner because I feel as though Scott Turner left a lot of points out there on the field this year for us. And I'm not blaming it all on Scott Turner. You know, some of the stuff that we went through, it was on our offense as well. You know, our offense and hold up their part of the bargain. So by Scott Turner you know, being gone, I'm not going to like 110% blame it on him because our offense have to hold some accountability too. But Scott Turner you know, became a frustration, as I should say for some of our players that currently plays on the Washington Commanders. And it was being voiced, you know, by guys like Logan Thomas, who said that the Washington Commanders, you know, could have scored more points. And that was a direct shot at Scott Turner. So what did our head coach, Ron Revere, do? He got rid of Scott Turner because he heard the, force, the frustration, you know, going throughout that locker room. So, he did Will's best for the players and got rid of Scott Turner. And since then, we've been looking for an offensive coordinator to fill in the shoes of that missing job position. And um, one of the guys that I like is um, Thomas Brown. Thomas Brown is uh, a coach who was a part of the Los Angeles Rams coaching staff. And, you know, Thomas Brown... He was a guy, you know, that had to, you know, come up through the rankings. You know, he played, you know, football with Matthew Stafford at the University of Georgia. And, you know, he had, you know, to overcome adversities while being a player. But he made the most, the mess, uh, I can't talk, y'all. He made the best out of it, you know, by, um, you know, just creating other lanes that he should take to, to be in the position he in today. So with Thomas Brown, uh, he's one of our, our top candidates, you know, that we interviewed um, to potentially be our next offensive coordinator. Um, and I like him because he's young. Um, I believe he's in his 30s. Yep, he's in his 30s, 36, 37, around that age. He's young. Um, we have a young team, and our quarterback, uh, Sam Howe, is going into his second NFL season. And a lot of people believe that Sam Howe will be the quarterback, you know, for the 2023 season. And I called it, me personally, I called it when we drafted Sam Howe in last spring's draft for 2022. I called it, I was like, Sam Howe is going to be the future starting quarterback for the commanders. It just appeared at the time. Um, Carson Wentz, you know, I kind of knew that he was going to start the season off, but I was kind of shaky about him you know, moving forward with the commanders because due to his past with other teams, you know, with his play, and you know, sometimes, you know, him being inconsistent, it can hurt the team. And, you know, that's what happened. So Carson Wentz is gone. You know, we're not bringing him back. Uh, Taylor Heineke, um, he may be gone, but Hopefully we can get a deal done with Taylor Heineke and bring him back as a backup and let him you know, continue to mentor Sam Howe 
or we even draft a quarterback in the 2023 NFL draft. But um, moving forward, you know, uh, hopefully Sam Howell, you know, can find an offensive coordinator, you know, that we hire um, that can fit his scheme of play and so that we can have success, you know, moving forward in Washington, D.C. And it's going to be a big offseason for us. Um, you know, most recently, Cam Curl, dad, you know, that played Cam Curl is a member of the Washington Commanders. Um, Cam Curl's dad came out and said um, that we want nothing less than $80 million. And Cam Curl, he's a free safety, uh, strong safety. That's a position that's played in football for you guys who are unfamiliar with football. Uh, Cam Curl's dad, you know, came out and said that my son you know, wants to be paid with the elites. And, you know, for Cam Curl, so far, you know, he's been good for us. You know, he's been very good. Uh, but do I think he deserves, you know, top dollar like that? Uh, no, because, you know, he's been hurt and, you know, he's had had seasons where he hasn't got no interceptions. You know, in his rookie year, he, he got a couple of interceptions that, you know, the forced turnovers, you know, far as in helping the offense put points on the board once the ball converts back over to the offense. But uh, the last two years, he haven't really made no spectacular plays, you know, to kind of make you be like, wow, yeah. No question, he deserves that. But I do believe that um, Cam Curl, you know, will eventually um, get paid top dollar. You know, it's just a period of time. You know, he has to continue on keep working, continue on getting better at his craft, and I believe that he will. But the biggest news that I hope happens is that I hope that Dan Snyder. And his wife, the Snyders in general, it don't matter what the relationship is. The Snyders in general, I hope that they sell the Washington Commanders, bro, because it has been a dark cloud over our head, you know, since he's been the owner. And a lot of people want him out of there. I want him out of there. I want him gone. You know, I want him gone. I, I don't care who buys the team. You know, I would like to see Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z buy the team, but if Dan Snyder is gone, it's a great day in D.C. It's a great day in the DMV. So I would love to see that happen. I hope it happens. Fingers crossed that it happens. So that'll be that'll be a power move if that happens. But I have a great feeling that it's going to happen. I have a feeling that we will not be seeing Dan Snyder in 2023 once the fall come around and the new season starts off. So. I'll be happy when that happens. That's all I have to say for this episode. But I like to give out my positive metrics like I do each and every episode. And this week's positive mention is it's okay to be different. Um, it's okay to stand out. Uh, you may have a family member that's different. You know, they may act like this or that. But always be yourself. Always feel comfortable being in their own skin. Um, always embrace that. Because that comes with a lot of courage, you know, and you have to remind yourself that you're you're in a good position, you know. If you if you be yourself and you don't try to copy other people or other trends, you'll always be happy. You'll always find that inner self happiness 
that's the best happiness because you know trying to be something that you're not you're not going to find happiness so always be comfortable with your own skin and be different it's okay it's okay to be different another thing that i want to say if you have family members or friends let them know how much you love and appreciate them because it means a lot um mental health is real and Sometimes by you sitting down with somebody you can trust, whether it's a friend of yours or a family member of yours, it can help you get through any situation, you know, because we need each other. You know, we need each other. We need to lean on each other's guidance and we need our families to uplift us when we're not feeling in the best of ways or when we're going through tough situations. So be sure to let them know that. Another thing that I want to say is, you know, be sure to subscribe to the Young King 95 podcast. Also, click on that support link to show your support. Uh, and this is big news right here, what I'm about to say. Um, for this this episode right here, um, I will not be recording uh, next week. So, that's why I talk so long. Um, this episode right here will be uh, posted know for next week as well on my instagram account on my story so be sure to go back and replay this you know share it with your families and friends you know your uh, extended family you know your extended friends you know all over where you can share this so be sure to do that i appreciate it and speaking of appreciation you know i appreciate all you guys for listening to the young king 95 podcast um I don't take it for granted at all. Um, I'm forever grateful, you know, for you guys for listening to this podcast. And, you know, I hope you continue on listening to it. Um, but that's all I have to say. Um, my social media was given out at the top of the episode um, on Instagram at young 2 underscores king 95 So be sure to follow me and reach out to me on Instagram. I hope you guys have a fantastic week and enjoy this week's episode. And also be sure to go back and play this episode for next week, too. Peace.